eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. August 3rd, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show for you today. Going to talk all about the recent commitment from Nigel Glover. Camp getting started. A bunch of other great stuff with Bill Curlick and Mark Porter, who are always here on Thursday. First, we want to talk about our sponsor for today's show, one of our two sponsors. We are thrilled to be associated with Manscaped.com, the premier company for below-the-belt grooming. I told you the other day that I was fortunate enough to receive the package in the mail and found out that my son had been saving some cash to get it, so I gave it to him. And his review, Manscaped is fire. For those of you below a certain age or above a certain age, fire is good. Um, This is a complete package, not to mention they've become like the name, the Xerox of... uh, cleaning yourself where you need to. It is a complete package. They have thought of everything from the start to the cleanup to all the great lotions and stuff in between. For those of you watching, we hope you are, if you look at the bottom of the page, you can see it says go to manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off and free shipping. So go to manscaped.com and use BUCKNUTS as your code, 20% off and free shipping. So 20% off of free shipping. Can't beat that. We are thrilled to have them as a sponsor. And now as I bring in my guys, Bill Curlick and Mark Porter, on a Thursday, it's a big day. I was going to have on for the second half of the show one of my guys, Pat Murphy, Steve Hellwagon, or Dave Biddle, but they are at practice. Believe it or not, the camp is here. The camp is here. So we will discuss that a little bit. Much talk about quarterbacks, but we'll start with recruiting right in the wheelhouse of these fellas. Even more, an Ohioan flipped from Northwestern before even taking a snap for the Wildcats, and that is Nigel Glover. 
a kind of hybrid safety linebacker out of Clayton Northmont in the gorgeous Gem City area. There was some consternation. He could have picked Kentucky or Michigan, visited all three, and chose Ohio State. Bill, let us know a little bit about the process of adding Nigel Glover. And then Mark, give us a review of him as an Ohioan, as only you can. Well, um, Nigel made official visits to three schools. You know, after he entered the portal, he made official visits to three schools, Ohio State, Michigan, and Kentucky, actually making him uh, not in that order. He made his official visit to Kentucky first, then he went to Ohio State, and then he finished with Michigan. Uh, when he was at Michigan, he let me know that uh, um, that didn't mean – he wasn't going to Ohio State just because he left Ohio State and didn't commit, headed to Michigan. He said he was doing his due diligence and um, wanted to check out all three schools. Uh, I had mentioned that um, Ohio State had to work out the numbers as far as uh, scholarships and that um, you know he wanted to look at Michigan and all. And he, he did do his due diligence and when he got done with the visits, he went ahead and announced commitment to Ohio State. He is uh, getting started this week at Ohio State. As you mentioned, Dan, a great day. High State uh, practice starting, and Nigel is going to start with the team this week. Um, the numbers-wise that had to be worked out, uh, he will go on scholarship in January. He's a class of 2023 guy, but it's significant. He wanted to go to Ohio State over, say, Kentucky, who – had readily available scholarship, and they wanted him bad. Um, so he picked Ohio State, even though he knew Ohio State did not readily have a scholarship right this minute. Uh, Michigan absolutely wanted him as well. Um, so it, it's a win for Ohio State over Michigan on the recruiting front. That's always a good thing for the Buckeyes. And uh, one thing I think it's interesting, I am um, I talked to a source very familiar with the Northwestern football program yesterday. And uh, that source told me, as I put in my rumblings column last night, they said, as they put it, Ohio State stole one here. They got a really good good one, a guy that's going to blossom at the next level. He was kind of a tweener, as, as Mark, I'm sure, will tell you, when he was in high school, a safety linebacker guy. But as the person familiar with the Northwestern program told me, he's not a tweener really anymore. He's about 6'3", 220 pounds. He's going to get bigger. He's just starting his college career. And this source was very high on Nigel Glover at Ohio State uh, getting a good one. Not a guy that's going to come in and play right now, but a guy that uh, has the potential to be a very good one for the Buckeyes. Keep in mind, uh, Nigel Glover, according to the top 247 coming out of high school, rated higher than Brennan Vernon, rated higher than Cameron Calhoun, Rated higher than Josh Padilla. So this is not a charity case, Mark. Yeah, not at all. And, of course, I got some film of him playing in the background here. And we've been kind of breaking down film of him all morning. Uh, Bill's right. He's uh, like was a tweener in high school, but he wasn't a tweener in his playing ability. He comes out of the secondary like a heat-seeking missile. Uh, he's a thumper. He hits like a linebacker. He plays safety like a linebacker. Uh, and dare I invoke the name Taka Curtis, where – a lot of times that defense Tackett Curtis played, he was lined up as like a safety behind the linebackers at the snap of the ball. He was shot out of a gun right at the ball carrier. 
I'm having flashbacks to that type of a player where he keeps getting shot out of a gun from that secondary where he's going to have no problem at linebacker, as your source says, Bill. He, he was on his way there. And I bet you, you know, Northmont probably could have used him at linebacker, but they probably had a need for him probably in the secondary. Uh, he, he did a great job of cleaning everything up back there. Uh, I think he, at one point in time, I even had someone tell me in high school, they thought he might keep growing almost like a Sam Hubbard, but I think he's a little more athletic than Sam Hubbard. You know, Sam Hubbard was a safety in high school, and that was a comparison I was given, like watch him grow and come down. But I think linebacker's the home for him. And I think, yeah, he's a plug and play, whether it's special teams or one of those two deep guys right out of the gate. But, you know, with two middle linebackers, he'd probably fill in on one of those spots. And if he has to maybe mess around at the defensive end that can drop, he could probably do that and rush the passer. We've said this before. You cannot have enough six foot three, 220 to 230 pound guys on your roster, man. Like, he sounds like a special teams demon early in his career. Um, so we, we are very excited about getting Nigel Glover into the fold. Let's deal with some news that maybe wasn't as positive. I think everybody thought uh, – everybody's a stretch. Many people thought Dylan Stewart, the five-star defensive end out of Washington, D.C., would be coming to Ohio State. There were several crystal balls rolled here. There's got to be a joke in there somewhere with Manscaped and crystal balls, but I'm not going to address that right now, given the fact that there's some general crankiness about our crystal ball approach, Bill, and you can talk about that. You always had Dylan, Dylan Stewart roll there. It did not work out. I'm not going to comment on this because uh, my wife and I discussed possibly retiring in South Carolina, and given the response I've gotten on those sites and the stuff they've said about me since I said he shouldn't have gone there, we're going North Carolina or Florida now. That's not going to work out. I'd be in danger. Uh, they took this very seriously. They are not happy with Ohio State fans seeing South Carolina as a non-recruiting rival. Bill, what happened? And then is there a backup plan on tap for the Buckeyes? Well, um, Dylan Stewart's official visit to Ohio State went really well. And uh, Ohio State felt great. They felt uh, the a lot. Well, let me say a lot of confidence. They felt he was going to be a Buckeye when he left Ohio State. And there was reason for that. Um, that didn't transpire because when he left Ohio State, that was in the first part of June. He made his official visit with the Buckeyes. And uh, uh, again, the, the staff felt he was a Buckeye. But there was a lot of time left between when he made his final decision and that official visit. And as things went on, South Carolina continued to recruit him. They got him back on campus for that uh, event at the end of July. And uh, he ended up going with South Carolina. Um, it was not a situation, as some people felt, where it was just a straight NIL deal. That's not the situation. But South Carolina did have to be in the ballpark, you know, uh, as far as I and they absolutely were in the ballpark. Uh, but, you know, he has friends at South Carolina. He really likes it there. And in the end, Ohio State, you know, could not hold on to what transpired when he made his official visit to Ohio State and he went with South Carolina. Um, definitely a blow. I mean, he's a great player. There's no two ways to uh, uh, 
really look at that. He's, you know, it's a loss for Ohio State. They really wanted him uh, bad. Uh, but, you know, that happens in recruiting sometimes. He went with a school he really, uh, in the end, felt most comfortable with and with some friends there and all that. It turned out to be South Carolina. Now, as far as what happens now, what is left, well, uh, obviously, Ohio State really would like to get Edric Houston. They felt great about where they were at when he left. Um, I, I've kind of said that of the big five, he's the guy that I felt most likely would end up at Ohio State. He's not announcing till August 22nd. Um, and that is a huge, important announcement for the Buckeyes. Uh, so he's at the top of the list. Nigel Smith from Texas, he made an official visit to Ohio State. I don't really see him, and I really haven't ever saw him as a guy that, that I would pick for Ohio State, but he's still out there. He's going to announce um, the first part of September where he is headed. And he did, as I said, make an official visit to Ohio State. It'd be great if they could get him. Just not real optimistic about that. Um, Marquise Lightfoot is committed to Miami. And as I put in my rumblings column, Ohio State last night, Ohio State has continued to stay in contact with him. They are absolutely still on Marquise Lightfoot and hoping to flip him from Miami. I'm not saying he's going to flip. He is still committed to Miami. But Ohio State obviously feels it's worthwhile to stay in contact with him and stay on him and they are doing so. So he's another one. Um, will he get back to an Ohio State game? We'll see. He has mentioned that possibility to me, but we'll have to see what happens. I, I was told yesterday by a source familiar with, with things in his recruitment that it's not likely he visits any other school besides Miami unless he decommits from Miami. So we'll see what happens there. He is, as I mentioned, and I I uh, want to mention, say that again. He is still committed to Miami, uh, but Ohio State is still working on him. Uh, the other guy is Booker Pickett, and he is not a defensive end per se, but he's being recruited as a linebacker, so he's not a defensive end per se, but he is the guy that Ohio State is recruiting as a linebacker who they can put in different positions and rush the passer. He had 30 sacks as a junior, uh, so – you know, does he end up growing into a guy that could maybe play the jack position or put his hand down at some point? You know, we'll see. He's being recruited as linebacker. But, you know, he is certainly a guy that Ohio State uh, is very interested in. And I do expect him. He's continued to tell me he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State uh, for a game. He hasn't made any of his official visits yet. So those are the names right now. And then Ohio State, as they always do, if they don't get somebody, they reset the board. And they come up with other options, as in the case of Nigel Glover, when they did not get Kingston, uh, they reset things, came up with other options, and then they ended up landing Nigel Smith. So I look for him to reset the board and come up with other options. Um, let me ask you this question, Mark. When you were out on, out on the recruiting show, when you're talking to other assistant coaches and, and people out there, we're starting to get a lot of consternation here, given the second year in a row, and they haven't really gotten the top of the board guys uh, to this point at Taventon. And you're getting a lot of should Larry Johnson move on kind of chatter. That stuff has been said literally, I think, since the day he got here. Every time we didn't get a recruit that uh, they were supposed to get, Larry's not uh, 
in the beginning of his career, so everyone thinks it's time for him to move on. And then there's this theory that out on the trail, opposing coaches are using uh, Larry's, I don't know, impending retirement. I use that in air quotes for those of you uh, listening. And think that's a reason for possibly not getting these guys. Do you hear that out there? Do you feel that? Um, Bill, you can comment on that if you felt that, if you heard it. Mark? Yeah, no, I don't hear that out there. I know most guys love Larry Johnson. And this is a business of what have you done for me lately? You know, I mean, Chase Young and Bosa, those guys seem like ancient history. You know, I mean, we were Jack Sawyer and JT Tumalua. I mean, we, we got those guys. But it's like, what have you done for me yesterday, today, and tomorrow, uh, as, as is what fan bases suffer from. I think it's more of a fan base um, at risk of offending people. They're a little spoiled. You know, I mean, sometimes these it, uh, location, 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 sometimes where these prospects come from. Uh, so sometimes it's the guy recruiting them. It's it's the fan base they grew up loving, and it's a you know NIS. So it's not just him as factors as far as getting the top guy. It's not like he's ever gotten top guys. It's just been a rotation or two here. We're going to take a quick break here and come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right we are back i want to thank our second sponsor of the day and that is caldera labs we all know the most important thing in a relationship is making a great first impression and caldera labs is the leader in men's skincare here to save the day. Hold on a second. I've got even something better for that. How about this? Look at that. If you look at the bottom of the screen, you can see the deal. So if you are a guy like myself who 
getting up there a little bit and wants to look a little bit better. They have a whole skin regimen you can go through 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds at night, just kind of like brushing your teeth. Um, we are thrilled to have them on as a sponsor. It's for your eyes, for your for your cheeks, and for your forehead. Like I said, 30 seconds in the morning, 30 seconds in the evening. And like anything else, we would not advertise it on here if you did not get a deal. If you look at the bottom, you go to calderalab.com and use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off. For the rest of the show, we'll have that banner there running at the bottom. So go to calderalab.com and use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off. All right, guys. Camp does officially start today. Yesterday, we got to meet uh, Devin Brown and Ryan Day. Kyle McCord got to talk to the media. I was saying how Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, most people don't know much about them. They're going to be the most bandied about names forever starting now. What did you guys think of the discussion? Um, Ryan Day has marketed high hopes for this team and seems to imply that he's going to have the quarterback ready to go, whoever it is. Mark, I'll start with you. It seems like Kyle McCord is the starter. Uh, I'd be surprised if it's Devin Brown, but what was your sense of yesterday? And are you excited to see Kyle McCord in action? Um, you know, I, I might know a little something about quarterback battles. I, I've been following many of them. Uh, and at Ohio State, we said it the other day, uh, this is where kids like uh, Marshawn Lattimore come from or Jalen Ramsey come from, these lofty, high expectations. So we don't know if we have uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young going against each other. We don't know if they're the future that good. You know, so you have these two guys going at each other, and maybe one had a little bit of a lead in spring. Um, I want as much information as I can, and I think Ryan Day said he like it maybe after the scrimmage, you know, things that kind of clarify itself. Um, boy, when you watch quarterbacks compete in camp, uh, you could drive yourself literally insane. You, first of all, I start with degree of difficulty of throws. Sometimes during practice you're going through a script and the quarterbacks are dumping it off here to backs and tight ends, and those are throws every quarterback in America should make. And how many of the scripted throws in practice every day are the ones that truly test you? How many of them are under pressure which truly test you? Uh, how much fire can you send at these guys to see what they're really made of early in camp? And is there truly a special one? Or is it that close of a battle where throw for throw every day, you guys get back in the staff room and look at the numbers and look at what they did and the, the position battle gets closer. So, you know, for it still to be 50-50, I don't know if that's just out of respect to the number two, if they already know who number two is, or they're truly going to let these guys – duke it out and, and at a place like ohio state i even like the three and four it seemed like they said oh you know Klein holtz will be running scout team and gabby will be coming in for those guys are pretty good too and it's you know sometimes we just discount the, the human competitive nature of people where those could be our starters by week three or week four and in some alternate universe or whatever so you know i kind of took away from it most competitive guy and i'm sure one of those guys probably took internally I know who's more competitive, me or whatever. Maybe that was a bat signal to somebody. They, maybe they need to be more competitive. Uh, and he's going to give it a little time to play out. Which, which, you know, the bigger sample size, the better chance of had him getting the right guy in there. Uh, and he said it. I hope one of them takes the job. And I'll say this. In recruiting, college coaches don't like going into a school and being like, ah, I'm not sure, you know. 
If you're not sure you're picking a guy who's going to get you fired, you want the guy that makes it an easy decision. And one of these guys needs to make it an easy decision for the staff where, yeah, he clearly took it. Here's bing, 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 and why. Or, man, we're sitting here and three guys on the staff say this guy, another three aren't sure, and three more say this guy. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be something we talk about and follow with a microscope for, what, 10, 12 days here. Those are great points. I think you made two incredible points that an embarrassment of riches at Ohio State, your third string and fourth string quarterback, one was a Pac-12 starter, one was USA Today High School Football Player of the Year. So that's not too bad. Bill, Ryan Day chose Kyle McCord specifically over J.J. McCarthy. Is that decision going to end up being the one that determines his success at Ohio State? Well, you're right. That's what ha- I totally agree. That's what happened. They they picked uh, Ryan Day picked Kyle McCord over McCarthy. And if you look at Ryan Day's track record, it's hard to argue with it. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that they've had. You know, we'll see who ends up being the better one. But um, I go back to C.J. Stroud uh, when he took over at all. When he came to Ohio State early in his career, took over at all. He didn't light it up first couple games at all I remember people questioning is this the guy Uh, initially when CJ Stroud got things started well we found out that he was Ryan Day was right he was the guy and he obviously uh um was a very high NFL draft choice uh picked at the top of the NFL draft um so, you know, Ryan Day, again, you know, hit that one right on the nose. I think with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown, I think that uh, they have a pretty decent feeling of who's going to uh, win that job. But I think they're going to let them battle it out. You know, I will be surprised if it is not Kyle McCord. But if uh, Devin Brown wins the job. If he outplays him, he'll be the guy. That's what the camp and practice and competition is for. Ohio State is all about competition, and uh, they're going to let him compete. I think Kyle McCord is going to, I should say, get the first shot and be the guy initially, but Devin Brown is going to keep working. He is really athletic, speaking of Devin Brown. Um, And the guy behind them, one of the guys behind him, Lincoln Keenholz, my goodness gracious, is he ever athletic? So, you know, those Ohio State fans that are looking for a really athletic quarterback, I'm not saying McCord's not athletic. You don't get to where he's at without being a good athlete. But uh, in Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz, you've got two very athletic quarterbacks. So going to be interesting, but I do expect that uh, first game of the season, when they trot out for their first possession offensively, I do think it's going to be expected. I'll be surprised if it's not Kyle McCord. Okay. We're going to try and get a little complicated here. Mark, check out this question. And I'm not going to ask you answers right now. I'm going to ask Bill a question between. But people are basically asking other guys who could blossom and blow up. And keep in mind, we're dealing with kids here, man. A guy could have a freaking growth spurt and become the best player in the country. Hold on one sec. Work on that. Uh, There are a bunch of questions on here about KJ Bolden, Bill. Do you think they're still in the mix for him, or how high should our hopes be? At least, I know Auburn, Florida State, Georgia. Good Lord, who else is in the mix? 
Yeah, I um, he's going to announce, in case any of our listeners aren't aware, and I'm guessing just about all of them are, he's going to announce his decision um, on August 5th. That, of course, is Saturday. Um, when he left Ohio State, he's another guy that the Ohio State staff felt really, really good about and for good reason. But he's a Georgia guy, and he has taken a lot of visits a number of visits, I should say, since that Ohio State visit. He was at Auburn most recently. Um, Florida State feels like there's some reason for confidence. Georgia, <laughs> how could you ever count Georgia out? You know, I- I'm not saying that there is no chance in the world that he picks Ohio State come announcement time, but realistically, uh I certainly would not put a crystal ball on Ohio State for him right now. That would be a massive loss for Georgia if they don't get him. Dylan Rayola transferred to his high school. Okay? Come on now. Um, Let's go back to our guy, Doug. How many Ohio high school seniors could blow up and earn an offer at defensive end this year? Mark Porter. Um, I guarantee there are NFL caliber defensive ends out there that we haven't looked at on Bucknut yet. I would bet my life on it. I, I would bet that there's a Mac player that may be an NFL defensive end in this class, maybe a seventh round pick or, you know, something, but the, these kids that, you know, aren't finished products. And if Ohio state needs another end, they'll go down the trough and maybe they're pay, picking a commitment somewhere else and pulling from another team that had someone committed. I see they offered, a receiver the other day that was already committed somewhere. Uh, th- that's the territory they'll go into. And we'll all say, oh, we didn't know how good this guy was. And I'm sure they have a list of five to ten of them. And I'm sure after the first three or four games, Pantone's going to have all their film watched along with the other recruiting staff, and they'll have a grade on all of them and say, hey, this is the one we're going to fire on. And when it gets to our desk, I'll say, geez, oh, man, they found another one that you know we can't believe, just like the quarterbacks and other times we've lost guys that we've fallen in love with. Uh in Ohio, I've been asked this question before, so these are the same names I've given before. Uh, Elias Rudolph, you know, is that ship sailed? Okay, he's not from Ohio anymore, but he was the top guy in Ohio. Uh, Brian Robinson, I'm not exactly sure where he's playing high school right now, let alone college. So that, that ship, there's a possibility. Possibility Bill will be covering him next year if he is offered by Ohio State. Very safe trip for you. Uh, but, you know, there's guys with that type of a rating on them that could be in their backyard. Uh, also, uh, Juliet Hayes is a kid out of Moeller that was a little skinny, you know, and he's got some offers, and maybe he looks better senior year. You know, uh, sorry, I'm looking back again. Uh, Elijah King and Dominique Kirks were the other two. Elijah right. King, uh, Johanna Lincoln, and Dominique Kirks at uh, Villa Angela St. Joe's. They have great offer lists. They're, you know, guys that – Maybe three, four games in the next year, they have flashed something crazy. So, yeah, it is. And, and I'm trying to give this guy a juicy answer. Like, yeah, there's four or five out there that are better than what you've seen, and we just haven't shown them to you yet. They exist, but uh, it's, they're going to slow play this, I'm sure, and make sure that there's no – let's put it this way. There's no hurry to do anything today because right. the whole the whole board will be reshaped here in the next six to eight weeks. So anything you thought you knew about a kid – Pop in those first three games, and you're going to get, hopefully, a different kid than you saw in junior tapering camp. Great point. All right, let's finish with this, Bill, and we'll kind of wrap everything into this question. 
Jeremiah McClellan has been crystal balled to Ohio State for some time. The St. Louis wide receiver. We're talking wide receiver here. Shocker, we're doing a show talking about wide receiver again. Uh, but they offered uh, Chance Robinson, who's committed elsewhere. And Miami. Then, yep. So people think now, oh, what's going on? Wrap that up and kind of give us your thoughts on how maybe the receiver group will look when it's all said and done. Yeah, absolutely not as far as Robinson getting an offer. Thus, that means that McClellan is not going to high state. It's absolutely not the case. They were all along looking to take four wide receivers in this class if they could land four they really wanted. They did not get Elijah Moore. Had they gotten Elijah Moore, who committed to Florida State, they would have still that would have been wide receiver number three. They would have still taken, wanted and taken Jeremiah McClellan if they could get him. So uh, just because Chance Robinson got offered, think more along the lines of Chance Robinson being a possible replacement for Elijah Moore rather than mm. a replacement for Jeremiah McClellan. If they can get McClellan, and he announces on August 13th, if they can get McClellan, and uh, they like Robinson enough once they see him a little bit more this beginning of the season. They'll take Robinson, too, if they can get him both. Um, Robinson, I got on the phone with him right after he got offered by Ohio State, and he absolutely is interested. He's committed to Miami, again, a la uh, Marquise Lightfoot. He's committed to Miami, but he's absolutely interested in Ohio State. He talked about visiting Ohio State. Uh, nothing was set up for sure at that point. But he absolutely is interested in visiting. And again, if they like him, he is from the same high school as Jordan Lyle, Aquinas High School. Jordan Lyle is committed to Ohio State, the running back. Uh, they're going to see him play those first few games. And if they're sold enough, uh, they'll go, you know, make that offer. Well, they've made the offer, but they'll uh, go all in, so to speak, and they'll see if they can flip him from Miami. St. Thomas Aquinas also produced a couple of guys called the Bosa brothers. And it's a, if it's not the number one pipeline school in the state, it's close. All right. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Keep in mind, people, Ohio state still has the number two rated recruiting class. Okay. We haven't talked about receiver Jeremiah Smith and, and uh, with my boy, Dylan, Mylon Graham, Mylon Graham. Mylon and Dylan, I get confused. Still the two highest rated guys in the class, okay? So let's not go overboard here in our negativity. They have the second rated class in the country. They have the number one class average per recruit right now. So they're getting the best quality per recruit out there. Maybe they aren't at the exact positions you want as yet, but let's not jump off the ledge here, people. We appreciate these dudes stopping by. They'll be back on Tuesday. Keep it locked to Bucknuts. Our guys are probably back from practice now. It's 9.33 a.m. in the east. You can probably be on the boards reading all kinds of good stuff. Have a good one. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. 
the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 